Welcome to the Fireside Giants podcast by Empire Sports Media. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Fireside Giants. I'm your host, Anthony Rovardo, joined by my co-host, Alex Wilson, and the New York Giants defensive line headlined by Dexter Lawrence. Let's go ahead and dive into this defensive line because it's definitely one of the strengths of this team, at least it was entering the season. This ha- the season has not gone as planned for the New York Giants, but Dexter Lawrence continuing his dominance. Looks like he's on his way to another All-Pro selection, but now dealing with some injuries. Could he be done for the season? We're going to talk about that and also talk about Leonard Williams no longer with the New York Giants but how do they replace him over the past few weeks they've tried you know they traded him many weeks ago right before the deadline Giants got a second and a fifth round pick in exchange for Leonard Williams but now they did kind of leave a void there in the middle of their defensive line where Williams used to be hey Sean Robinson has stepped up and played pretty well and we'll talk about that but entering the offseason what do they do long term to solve the absence of Leonard Williams and again what happens between now and the end of the season with Dexter Lawrence as he continues to recover from this hamstring injury. We'll go ahead and dive into both of those topics, but before we do so, make sure you like if you do enjoy this episode. Subscribe to the channel if you are new. Ring the bell so you don't miss an episode and comment your thoughts on the topics down below in the comment section. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to leave us a five-star review and go ahead and follow us on all of our social media channels at Fireside Giants. But without further ado, Alex, how are you doing today, my friend? And how are you feeling about Dexter Lawrence continuing to not practice leading up to this Christmas Day game against the Eagles? Well, I don't expect him to play, to be quite honest with you. It's Monday afternoon at 4.30 p.m. Just realized that, actually. I don't know why I thought it was on Sunday this whole time, but right in the middle of Christmas Day. So, you know, I'm sure a lot of people will be sitting down and enjoying the, I guess, hopefully enjoying the Giants compete. Um, Dexter Lawrence not playing would be significantly bad just because, you know, Eagles have a good offense. Obviously, their defense is struggling. I'd like to see the Giants put up some points. Maybe this could be somewhat of a fun game and not be a blowout again. Um, Honestly, I'm just hoping the Giants are at least – competitive in some regard i mean the saints if you watch the game last night you know tried to get back in that game late obviously the rams um too good to uh win that one their offense is just so potent it's honestly side tangent for a second matthew stafford and you are going to agree with this for sure is the most underrated quarterback by far like the guy is i mean the no look passes insane for like five years i'm a huge matt stafford fan me too huge stafford fan i mean the guy is just he he is so efficient and he makes all the throws um, just a great player. I, I really hope they make the wild card, which now I think they have a, over a 70% chance to make it after winning last night. But the Saints looked mediocre against the Rams yesterday, and it really kind of puts into context. We played a slightly better team than we've been playing recently, and they balled out against us. So, you know, we're probably going to be the Eagles uh, get right game, to be quite honest. That's kind of what we seem to be uh, over the last couple of years. And, you know, they're kind of struggling. Jalen Hurts is trying to get back into rhythm, and their offense is a little bit on edge. Defense has been obviously horrendous. They, I think they elevated Matt Patricia to be their defensive coordinator now. So I expect some big changes. And, um, you know, they're probably going to attack the Giants, try to get in rhythm, and, you know, do what other teams have done to us all year and just beat the crap out of us and, you know, use that as a springboard into the postseason. So, you know, right now I'm just hoping the Giants can be competitive, you know, kind of break down the Eagles a little bit more, destroy their their optimism moving forward and not be the get right game, right? Like even if you if even if we lose and it's competitive and, you know, we, we bring it down to the last quarter, like I'm okay with that because I just don't want to be that get right blowout game for the Eagles that propels them to like a Super Bowl. Like we've seen that happen. If you guys recall the Giants Super Bowl many years ago, 
uh, that game we, we won against the Jets on Christmas Day was the reason it like we really picked up momentum there and we never let it go. We just took it all the way to win the Super Bowl. So you never know when you're going to get one of those games that just gets you back on track. I don't want to be that for the Eagles. We've hit them two more times over the next three weeks. Um, it's difficult without Dexter Lawrence, really difficult. Right now I'm really focused more on the development of our young players. Deontay Banks against A.J. Brown or, or uh, Deontay Smith like or Devonta Smith. Those two guys. I want to see Deontay Banks go up against them and, and compete and do a good job. Like that's really what I'm focused on right now. Um, in addition to that, Micah McFadden against the run. Obviously, the Eagles have a tremendous run game with De- uh, DeAndre Swift, uh, Kenneth Gainwell, and Hurts on the ground. I want to see Micah McFadden step up, make a couple of nice plays. Um, obviously, like interior guys with Dexter Lawrence out, some others have to step up. Ashawn Robinson or Akeem uh, Nunez Roche. And then Kayvon Thibodeau, you know, the Eagles have a tremendous offensive line. They've been a little bit spotty lately. I know Lane Johnson has had a couple of iffy games, and even uh, Jason Kelsey has been a little inconsistent the last two or three weeks. Obviously, still a monster, but in his own context, has had a a little bit of a a downtrend. Um, And then you look at what the Giants have. Last week, the pass rush did not show up. And and Wink Martindale said, guy, I mean, if you read this, there was a whole excerpt of what he said about kind of what happened. And he threw a lot of shade at the offense, man. I mean, he it was pretty evident that that you know their defense, the defend, defenders and coordinators are getting a little tired of having to win this game on defense and having to be the unit that puts the Giants back in the game. Um, the offense just the rhythm is not there. Obviously, Tommy DeVito is undrafted rookie. He's going to have those ups and downs, only natural, only expected. Um, but at the end of the day, like. When are we going to have any semblance of an offense? That's a question that we've been asking for years now, which is why I'm so on board with like going and changing this um, entire kind of outlook at the quarterback position, going in a new direction and turning things over. Um, you know, it's why we've been talking about this pretty prevalently lately. But you know, what are, what are your thoughts here in terms of this game? The, what you're expecting, what you're hoping for? Really, I just don't want to be blown out, and I want to have any sort of competition. Just, just. Don't get blown out. I just can't stand to watch this Giants team do this every other week these days. I'm still hoping for a Tommy DeVito Christmas miracle. Listen, it's the Philadelphia Eagles. I will never. Listen, we can talk about rooting to lose games or hoping for the tank, hoping for a higher draft pick. Never in my life, no matter what the situation is. I don't care if losing gives the Giants the first overall pick. I will never root against the Giants if they're going up against the Philadelphia Eagles. So I will always be hoping and praying that they pull it off against that team because there's nothing that I dislike more on this God's green earth than the Philadelphia Eagles and their fans. I can't stand them at all. So anytime the New York Giants are playing them, I pray to God that the Giants pull out the win. Now, that hasn't happened often. I think they've lost 16 of the last 19 matchups. So that tells you it's been a pretty rough stretch of my life here going up against Philadelphia, the Giants. They just can't seem to get it done. But yeah, I'm hoping for the Tommy DeVito Christmas miracle. Um, Is it going to happen? What do I expect to happen? Is the second half of the question that you asked me, I'm expecting the Giants to get blown out. I I think it's going to be ugly. I think like you said, this is the get right game for the Eagles. They're at home. It's Christmas Day. They've been struggling in recent weeks um, on a three-game losing streak, but they need to start turning it up before the postseason gets kicked off. And so going up against an inferior opponent like the Giants twice in their final three weeks, I think that these are two of the wins that the Eagles are probably going to pull out, and it's not going to be a fun Christmas day for Giants fans really plugged into that game. But again, I'm hoping that I'm wrong. I'm hoping that the Giants can pull off the upset. Whether it hurts the draft stock or not, I really don't care. I want to see the Giants beat the Eagles more than just about anything in this world. Um, But will they beat the Eagles? I don't think so. One of the things you mentioned, Eagles have a dominant offensive line. Jason Kelsey right there in the middle. Not having Dexter Lawrence really complicates things for the Giants defense because now you have Jason Kelsey going up 
against backups and really just dominating. Um, and so those tush pushes, they're automatic now against the Giants because you don't have Dexter Lawrence to stop them. Brotherly shove, that is. And DeAndre Swift is also a pretty good runner, um, and he's been picking up good yardage in specific games. He's been a little bit inconsistent this season. The Eagles' whole ground game really has, uh, but now going up against the Giants' defense, likely without Dexter Lawrence, it's probably going to be a, a nice, easy sliding game on the ground for the Eagles. So it's going to be a tough one. Talking about Dexter Lawrence, though, should they shut him down for the season? There's three games left, this one, the Rams game, and then another Eagles game. In my opinion, no. I know that this is something that fans are kind of discussing. Should the Giants shut him down for the season so that he doesn't re-injure himself and get out long-term? Listen, it's these final three games, and then you have a long time until the next season begins. Like He has from January all the way up until September to get to 100% strength. I'm not sitting Dexter Lawrence. If he's ready to play, I'm not worried about re-aggravating his injury. Listen, he gets paid to play. He wants to play. He's a good football player. He helps his team win games. He helps his defense perform better. If Dexter Lawrence is healthy enough to play, he's got to go out there and he's got to perform um, and worry about his health for next season, next season, because we are still playing this season. That's my mindset for Dexter Lawrence and the New York Giants. I don't think that he's at high risk of re-aggravating an injury, and hamstring injuries do not keep you out for nine months. It's not like, you know, he's not dealing with a partially torn ACL or something. It's just a hamstring pull. So, yeah, he's got to play, and I think that he will play um, if he can. Again, it looks like he's trending towards not playing this week, but I, I think next week against the Rams and uh, in Week 18 versus Philadelphia, we'll see Dexter Lawrence out there just to get one last hoorah before the end of the regular season. But now talking about the rest of the defensive line, as I mentioned earlier, the absence of Leonard Williams, one player who stood up uh, in his absence and really performed admirably, in my opinion, Alex, is Ashawn Robinson, veteran defensive tackle that the Giants brought in this past offseason, kind of to give them some depth behind Leonard Williams. Well, then they trade Leonard Williams, and now it's no longer depth. It's the starter in place of Leonard Williams, Ashawn Robinson, and he doesn't provide much as a pass rusher. That's something that the Giants are definitely still missing because Leonard Williams was a great pass rushing interior defensive lineman, maybe not getting a bunch of sacks, but collapsing the pocket, forcing quarterback pressures, opening things up for guys like Dexter Lawrence and other pass rushers. Leonard Williams had a lot of value in the passing game. You don't get that from Ashawn Robinson, but I think what Ashawn Robinson has provided for the Giants in run defense has been super valuable. I think he's played really well in that regard. And going into this offseason, as the Giants kind of think of ways to bolster this defensive line and replace Leonard Williams, I think Ashawn Robinson stands out as uh, a candidate for extension. Maybe another one-year deal, maybe a two-year deal at this point. I think he's earned it. He's played well enough. He fits in with this defense, fits in with this culture. And I believe that Ashawn Robinson is a player that the Giants should heavily consider extending to kind of continue to fill this void left behind by Leonard Williams. But Alex, what are your thoughts on that? Kind of how are you feeling about this first season that Ashawn Robinson has had with the New York Giants? And do you think that he's a player that they should prioritize extending in the offseason? I mean, look, the Giants can't afford to be losing, you know, cost-efficient, good depth pieces, right? Like, this team, aside from having a massive lack of talent at the starting positions at multiple on multiple sides of the football, you know, obviously the offensive side lacks. We need more receivers. We need, a, you know, a healthy tight end. Obviously, we'll see what happens to Darren Waller. Um, you know, we love Daniel Bellinger as a, as a pass blocker, but or, or, you know, just a run blocker in general. Um, but he hasn't really gotten involved in the passing game. I, I thought, I think, you know, I kind of don't like that, by the way. I really don't like how they've ignored Daniel Bellinger in the receiving game. You know what I mean? Like, he showed so much promise there last year. He's had a couple of nice catches and moments this year. He's really good hands. Like, why can't they use him more in that regard? Um, I know they want him to be blocking and, you know, assisting the offensive line. 
But, like, you watch what the other teams do, like, you know, Dalton Kincaid. You see what they do with, like, Luke Musgrove. You, you see some of these young tight ends. I'm not, I'm not saying he's as good as those as a receiving option, but I've, we've seen enough to be like, okay, like, we could, we could use him better. Even Tyler Higby last night had a couple nice catches. Um, the fact that Giants barely target Daniel Bellinger kind of frustrates me at times, to be quite honest with you. But, you know, that's a, a smaller detail and a much larger problem. Um, looking back at Deshaun Robinson... This team cannot afford to lose depth pieces because when you have Dexter Lawrence miss time or you trade Leonard Williams, you need the guys like Robinson to step in and fill that void. Imagine we don't have Robinson. Imagine it's somebody that's a rookie undrafted guy or it's someone, you know, a Jordan Riley, for example, who has some promise, but obviously, you know, has, I think he might be injured, but, you know, or like DJ Davidson, he looked actually decent when he was on the football field, but, you know, Adrian Robinson's a true and tried kind of proven commodity. He was on the Rams. He won a Super Bowl. Um, you know, this is a guy that knows what it takes to win football games and compete at a high level level. So um, I'd like to bring him back because the Giants can't afford to be losing depth pieces, especially after moving Leonard Williams. We need to be keeping these type of guys. So, you know, I, I do agree with you. Valuable piece. Um, I think that we should probably bring him back on uh, a one or two year deal. Yeah, definitely. And then when you're looking at other options, right, I think he comes back on a one or two year deal, probably as a depth piece, as you mentioned, not the full time starter anymore. Again, you really like the value that he provides because they lost their full time starter. Uh, Ashawn Robinson steps up into the lineup and shows that he's capable of being a full time starter. But again, you're missing out on some of that pass rushing capability. So who can the Giants get to kind of plug in there as they're maybe more of a long term solution and an answer for the position more long term than Ashawn Robinson, or just overall a better player that upgrades a position well? One idea that we could throw out there entering free agency is Leonard Williams himself, right? Because the New York Giants did trade away Leonard Williams, but he's on an expiring contract. He'll be a free agent again in the offseason. We've touched on this before, Alex, but I want to hear your thoughts some more about the idea of bringing him right back, you know, kind of considering this a rental for the Seattle Seahawks, re-signing Leonard Williams, reuniting him with Dexter Lawrence. We know that he didn't necessarily want to leave. We know that the locker room has definitely been hurt by his absence, really misses him in there and on the defense. And I think that with the way the Giants left things with Leonard Williams, of course, we've talked about um, the Joe Shane giving him an option to veto the trade, the agent coming out and praising the Giants organization for the handling, handling of the trade. I think that there is some reason to believe that maybe the New York Giants will be able to bring Leonard Williams back right away in the offseason. So how are you feeling about that, Alex? I know that there's some other options out there, too, in free agency. DJ Reader, Sheldon Rankins, some of those more run-stuffing guys. But Leonard Williams is definitely an option out there uh, for potential reunion with the New York Giants as early as this upcoming offseason. I'm curious to know how you feel about the idea of reuniting with him. Uh, reuniting with Leonard. Um, you know, I think it might be out of our price range a little bit mainly because we need offensive line support you know maybe we want to go after a receiver if we want if we're going to keep down Waller's going to cost us 14 million dollars um you know if you drop the quarterback it's going to be another eight million dollars on top of DJ's money Leonard Williams is having a really actually good tenure with um the Seattle Seahawks in fact I think they're going to extend him I think they're going to keep Leonard Williams like he's a good player for them he he balled out against uh what they played last week the Eagles you know he balled out against the Eagles last week had a couple of really really big moments stifling Jalen Hurts uh, I think he's winning people over in that locker room he he knows uh, Julian Love there who's vouches for him most likely to the front office um and you know Leonard Williams is a great player for us in terms of just he showed up every day he worked hard he was a good locker room guy he was one of the glue pieces of glue in that locker room 
I don't think Seattle traded a second round pick to let him go after one off season. You know what I mean? You know, I don't think, or one half a year. I think they're going to bring him back and extend him on a two year contract. I think he's probably moved on from the Giants. I think the Giants have probably moved on from him. Um, would I like to bring him back at a cost efficient deal? Of course. Like if it was, if it made sense and the money was right, yes, I would definitely be willing to bring him back. I just don't think he's going to be. But that leads us to your other guy. And this is a really cool player. You're, you know, this this prospect you found out of Texas. Dude is just a freaking meatball full of energy. Um, you know, if, you, if you're Tommy Cutlets, this is the meatball to the equation. Um, he's, <laughs> he's awesome. Really, really interesting player. I'll, I'll let you break him down for us. Yeah, a player that I'm really high on in this upcoming 2024 NFL draft. And again, this would be that more long-term solution that I hinted at here. It's Tavondre Sweat out of Texas. As you mentioned, he's a meatball. He's six foot four, six foot five, three hundred sixty pounds. He's a monster on the interior of the defensive line, but he moves probably like he's three hundred, and not three sixty. He moves like three hundred. He's much quicker than his presence would appear, and he does give you kind of those shades of Dexter Lawrence, where Dexter Lawrence is just this ginormous man that shouldn't be able to move as quickly as he does. Tavondre Sweat has a pretty similar uh, style to his game, where. Yeah, he's a great run stuffer. 42 combined tackles, 8 tackles for loss this season. According to PFF, he had the 92.0 run defense grade, which led all uh, defenders on the interior in college football this season. He had 15 tackles for loss or no gain, which was second. But here's the catch. He's not just a run stuffer. That guy at that size is also a dominant pass rusher. He had the 10th best pass rusher win rate in college football at 14.2%. Made it onto PFF's uh, college football all-Big 12 team. He's just a dominant force on the interior. Like, he's one of those players that you expect to just be like a Vince Wilfork type, just stand in the middle and, you know, hug running backs as soon as they get in the hole and swallow them. He does more than that, though. He's a great pass rusher as well. And if you look at his pass rushing metrics, if you watch his games, he's got some really good pass rushing moves in there. He's nimble. He's quick despite his size. Tavondre Sweat, if he's there in the second round with that Leonard Williams draft pick that the Giants got from Seattle, I would sprint to the podium to go ahead and take Tavondre Sweat. His draft projection is somewhere in the second to third round, so I think it's realistic that he could be available during uh, the time that the Giants are picking with that second, second round pick. And if he's there, again, I, I think that this is a no-brainer to fill a pretty big position of need for the Giants, I would say, interior defensive line, you know, alongside Dexter Lawrence. you got to get someone really solid there, and I'd like to get someone there long-term. Again, I really love Ashawn Robinson. I think he's a great player for the Giants, but to get something long-term that you can develop, Imagine having Dexter Lawrence and Dexter Lawrence light right next to each other. You're talking about having one of the best defensive lines in the NFL. I know that there's some other positions that Giants fans will want to address in that second round. Wide receiver, of course, being one of them. Offensive line, maybe even pass rusher on the edge. But you've got so many picks to take. You've got so many needs. If, if Tavondre Sweat is there with that second, second round pick, I think that he makes a lot of sense, fills a huge need for the New York Giants, and has all the potential in the world to develop into a really solid interior defensive lineman. So Tavondre Sweat out of Texas. Alex, what's your idea on that? You know, targeting a defensive lineman in the second round, do you think that's too rich? Do you think that maybe that's off the table? The Giants got to go with receiver, offensive tackle, or if a talent like Tavondre Sweat is there, adds all this pass rushing and run stuffing ability is this a guy that you would consider in round two 
Absolutely. I mean, you look at what the Giants did with Dexter Lawrence and the 17th overall pick a couple years ago. Um, you know, he was really great with Clem at Clemson, but he was not a good pass rusher when he first came to the Giants. He was more of a run stuffer. He was a big body, you know, really good compliment to Leonard Williams. He developed out of nowhere. Like that that pass rush, it all came together in one offseason. And we went in the first round to get a guy like that. You know, this uh, sweat guy is um, a big boy. What was he, 360 freaking pounds? Like he's a monster of a human being. But the guy moves like Dexter Lawrence. That's the craziest thing. If you watch him, I mean, he's got size, he's got speed, he's got agility. Like he moves really fast. You give him to Dexter Lawrence to help, you might find something there, man. Like Dexter Lawrence may be able to help him unlock that because he's a similar size, um, knows what it takes, the work ethic, everything involved. You know, who's to say that he doesn't give Sweat those little pieces of information, those details on how to get better and really did, you know, follow my track, follow exactly what I did, and you're going to get, you're going to become a monster. Um, if you see the upside there, if the Giants say to themselves, or the, you know, wherever the Seattle Seahawks end up picking in the second round, they're sitting there like, you know, if we get this guy, like he's a good run stuffer and his pass rush upside is legit. And now you have a tantalizing duo of Dexter Lawrence and Sweat in the interior with Kayvon Thibodeau. And you go out and you can spend money uh, to acquire another pass rusher. You know, you're in a really good spot. Your pass rush is legitimate. You're, you're young, by the way. Like All of them are under 25 years old. Um, I think that's a really good ideal scenario to be in if you're the Giants. Like young pass rush, really good, locked multiple locked in on, on rookie deals, and allows you to spend elsewhere. And look, you're gonna have to spend on the offensive line, at, or rather the defensive line, at some point. Like it's inevitable. The Giants barely have any money aside from Dexter Lawrence's contract. They really don't have that much money invested there. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they spent some this upcoming offseason on a pass rusher. And Aziz Ojolari falls into more of like a rotational uh, kind of like third down role. I do think he's a good player and he's been playing really well lately, but he's unreliable. So you kind of have to go out there and find another starter to pair with Kayvon Thibodeau. But, you know, having a young rookie like Sweat to compete, you know, you have some depth pieces in DJ Davidson and Jordan Riley. Maybe you don't end up having to pay Sean Robinson because you have Jordan Riley and Davidson and then Sweat. You know, that's how you maybe turn over that position, add some talent, upside, developmental upside, um, and you move forward with those group of guys. So, you know, the Giants have options here, and, and they really have options all over the place. But I do like the idea of if you're going to, if you're going to draft an offensive lineman in the second round, um, you know, maybe alternatively, if you go and draft Sweat, you can spend a little bit more on the offensive line. Um, you know, alternatively, if you if you go and draft an offensive lineman, you could spend a little bit more on the defensive line. So it really depends on how the Giants, you know, their board falls, like who was ranked highly in the second round. If they maybe they want to leverage that second round to move up in the first round to get a quarterback. There's so many out options here. Um, fortunately, we do have that second round pick because it's that pick is going to end up becoming extremely valuable for us. So um, definitely don't want to forget about that one because you know could could be a starting level player for us in the future. Yeah, it could be a Tavondre Sweat, a starting level player for you. It could be a. Brian Thomas Jr., wide receiver LSU, like it could be a lot of things. And so it's really exciting that the New York Giants have two second round picks in this year's draft. Now, again, you mentioned it there. They might not hold on to both of those second round picks. It's very possible that they have zero second round picks by the time we get to the NFL draft because maybe they leverage both of them to move up in the in the first round and draft the quarterback that they want. It's going to be really interesting to see how the offseason plays out. But I do like what you mentioned there. If the Giants go into free agency, really spend money on that offensive line, I think you go ahead and you spend draft capital on that defensive line. You build through those trenches. You, you kind of have some young pieces on your offensive line already, homegrown talents that you hope pan out and develop better than they have been. Uh, but you throw some uh, money at that offensive line, patchwork it, and then hopefully build that defensive interior through the draft. I think that makes a lot of sense for the New York Giants. It would be an interesting strategy and one that they should consider. But again, 
Inversely, if they do go into free agency and they decide to throw a little bit of money at the defensive line, some other players that I like, Maurice Hurst, Quentin Jefferson from New, uh, New York Jets. Um, you've also got Javon Kinlaw, another pass rushing kind of defensive lineman. Michael Pierce from Baltimore has familiarity with Wink Martindale. So there's no shortage of interior defenders available for the New York Giants this offseason. So that void left behind by Leonard Williams, I expect them to fill it. And hopefully they do add some tremendous talent to that spot because I'm really getting excited about the idea of maybe having Dexter Lawrence plus another young, exciting pass rushing interior defensive lineman that can stuff the run. Getting two of those players in the middle, that could be a really, really scary proposition for opposing offenses to go up against and try to match up for. So that's something I'm excited about. And of course, we're going to continue to take a look at all of these different players that could be available for the New York Giants to draft, sign, or otherwise right here on Fireside Giants. So make sure to like if you did enjoy this episode. Subscribe to the channel if you are new. Ring the bell so you don't miss an episode. Comment your thoughts on the topics down below in the comment section. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to leave us a five-star review and go ahead and follow us on all of our social media channels at Fireside Giants. But without further ado, we will catch you all in the next one. Have a good one and let's go Giants.